you're now listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast, broadcasting from sunny Orange County, California. Filmmaker, journalist, and film historian, Paul Booth. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures with Paul Booth. I'm your host. It's a great day to talk movies, talk documentaries, and most of all for me, and my mother's going to join me, our, one of our executive producers. Uh, today's film, Dodger Stories, Six Decades in L.A., coming to PBS in Southern California, uh, KCET. And also, you guys will be able to check it out on streaming. So you don't need to just think this is a Los Angeles thing. Uh, this is about the how they were brought to Los Angeles from Brooklyn. Uh, some of you fans will understand why there is just an obscene nuttiness between Dodger fans and Giants fans. Um, we won't get into that, but uh, we're going to discuss the stadium, the rivalry, and the trailblazers of the Dodgers. They've had a lot. Welcome, Carolyn. Are you with us? Yes, I am. How's it going? How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you, Paul. And I'm looking forward to our conversation about the Dodgers. Since you yes, you are, because the Dodgers... You what? You call me a turncoat because I have many teams that I root for, but the no, Dodgers okay, are no, no, probably the main one. That doesn't go. That doesn't. That doesn't go in this show. Um. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm an Angels fan. We'll get that out of the way. But I still love baseball. I love Sandy Koufax. I love the Bulldog. Sosha was the Angels manager, so going to review the film and keep my personal taste out of it. Anyways. <laughs> So, Mom, you're a Dodger fan from the 70s. First, we'll talk about the stadium, but there was a cool part in this uh, documentary discussing about how the, well, all teams are, but how the Dodgers had this very uh, multi-generational thing. Of course, I kind of knew so much about them from Grandpa, and then you're that really special generation, which we'll get into. And then I'm the... Uh, World Series generation with the Hollywood home run, which we'll save for later. So the stadium, don't give away how it was brought there, but what did you think about, what were your feelings about that stadium segment? Of course, Chavez Ravine, so far away since you kind of grew up in that area. Yeah, I really, um, it was a very, um, you know, as much as, I think there's all levels of fans, you know, and and I I am a fan. I am a Dodger fan. But it was very interesting for me because I had never really done research before on how it got there and why it got there. And and so this documentary, I thought, did a very uh, good job on just explaining it. It's just very, uh, you know, just the history of it and the facts on how it got there. And um, it was very interesting because it was a very, it was a very um a time of just where people could just communicate say what they needed, say what they want, work towards that goal. And I think it wasn't as complex as some of the issues can be made of today, you know? So it was kind of like nostalgic in that regard, that it was a time, a time in our country and in our lives where it just seemed like it was a simpler time. And being that well, baseball what I really, such what a, I, Well, what I think was so cool about the the stadium and this is, it's not really ruining it because it's, it's, it might not be common knowledge for some, but kind of the way the documentary <laughs> explained that at first, like Los Angeles people didn't particularly want baseball there. And now that they're so nutty about the Dodgers, 
and everything's the Dodgers. And if you even live within a hundred miles of the stadium, you're a Dodger fan. Um, so I found that to be really interesting because of course the older teams like Red Sox fans, they were Red Sox fans for over a hundred years and Cubs fans have been Cubs fans for a hundred years. So to see this be an expansion team, of course it's right next to downtown LA. So it's going to get that. And yes, people are aware that Chavez ravine has every freeway you could imagine running into it. But what's cool about this documentary was it had Roy Campanella, obviously not Jackie Robinson, but it talked about Jackie Robinson, Don Drysdale, Sandy Koufax. Um, I was surprised Hershiser didn't do it in an interview. Um, he's still around. I'm surprised Fernand- oh, Fernando. Anyways, it also included interviews. Now, some of you might be saying who, what, but these are some really like World Series players. Um, Fernando actually won his first eight games as a pitcher, which has never been done in baseball. Uh, let's see. Current Dodger well, I think players are getting back to like, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but getting back to the part about oh, no, the stadium. I think that, um, you know, you don't have to be, a, you don't have to be, that was the beauty of this documentary. You don't have to be a diehard baseball fan to have enjoyed this and the concept of bringing you know, and the quality and the purpose of bringing a stadium to LA because, you know, LA is a metropolitan city and and it's a, and it's one of the, you know, big largest cities in the world. But what was interesting about that is not, is realizing that it didn't have a baseball team and baseball was such a, you know, it's, it's, it's Americana and it's just such a, uh, you know, basis of the pastime and just, you know, there's so many baseball fans across the country. So to think that, to to think that there hadn't there wasn't a team at the time there, a professional team. Am I correct in saying that? Like that was a yes, yes. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, they yeah. came out from Brooklyn, and that's when was, that's yeah, where the whole giant right. thing starts. And then the right, the, right. Uh, and, and so of course, about, as most people might not most people might not know yeah. they played at the L.A. Coliseum, which I always thought right. was crazy how you could play baseball on a football field. Oh, I, I know, know the Oakland A's do it with the Raiders, but. Well, and the thought that you know you go from stadiums now holding forty to fifty thousand to to that they played in a in an arena where there was a hundred thousand people that's just nuts. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. You know. Um, oh my God! Could you, anyway, could you imagine but, how annoying yeah. the parking would be and cleaning up the peanuts <laughs> after that? <laughs> me. Um, no, but yeah, just what I was saying about the stadium. It just it's so interesting how just something so grand but yet so simple can really unite a city. You know, that it's kind of like, like you said, going back to that, um, being a LA Dodger fan, you know, regardless of if you can name players or, I mean, it's just, the Dodgers are bigger than just a team. That's what's so cool about what I liked about that, um, documentary and what it represented as far as is the segment on the stadium, um, part of it. I encourage people to watch yes, it again. The stadium, well, the stadium part I thought was great because I've been there so many times and uh, well, right. multiple times. I'm going to say more than I care to. Again, we're talking about the film. We're not talking about the Dodgers. And I love Sandy Koufax. is like my favorite. I remember my grandmother used to always talk about him and uh, definitely grew up idolizing the Bulldog and Fernando. And uh, But this, uh, the stadium part for me was so cool because 
I, I always wondered how they played in the Coliseum. So to see that diagram part was pretty amazing. And then for how the stadium has evolved, I don't want to ruin the part about what they did to build the stadium and how that went about. And I do want well, to just acknowledge the vision, just, the vision itself was just amazing. And, and the fact too, you know, that they have done, you know, they have done a major, um, uh, updating, I shouldn't say updating, but just, you know, taking care of, you no, know, they have, uh, that's good, totally upgraded. Yeah, that's good not, care. That's yeah. The, the new stadium is the old stadium. Yeah, but they kept the integrity of it. I mean, I just feel like I've been to both. So it was really nice to go to the more, more, the more uh, updated version. It's just, it still feel, it's still Dodger Stadium. That's what I liked about it, that they kept that integrity to it. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, the, the thing here, too, as we jump into rivalries, I mean, they had World Series against the Yankees. They're obvious forever. Uh, back to San Francisco and then they would have their opening days against the Giants. They usually play the San Francisco Giants as their last series of the season because they're always fighting over the division. Common knowledge, it's audacious that they actually have fans who hurt each other over this rivalry, but uh, this rivalry that they go back with the Yankees and uh, because that's a New York thing, New York Brooklyn, Bronx, Brooklyn. Um, I love the way this uh, thing went through the rivalries and the teams they played in the 70s, like losing the World Series to the A's, but then beating them in uh, 88. Uh, For baseball historians, baseball lovers, you're really going to love this film because it has a lot of great clips of historic moments with their rivalries, a lot of great World Series clips. Uh, you get to see footage of like Dennis Eckersley and uh, Ricky Henderson. I don't know if you noticed he was on first base in that 74 World Series. Um, that was the Oakland A's dynasty. So what I loved about the documentary as well, like you were saying, was that you can also just watch it as kind of like a piece of American history. And I know people who can't stand baseball, but I think they would still enjoy just the way this was uh, you know, tied together. Oh, I agree. I like, like I said, you know, I, there's so much that I love about baseball. That's just the, the, the love of Americana and the pastime of it, you know, just the whole bringing families together and the food and the parking lot and the, you know, bringing, you know, having that memory with your parents and the glove and the balls and all that stuff. So you don't have to just be a Dodger fan to enjoy this documentary. It, it, it full on talks about how that's all connected, you know, how, how, um, um, without getting political about anything, how just just that part of us growing up and having those experiences and those memories of baseball players. It's, it was pretty cool. It's a pretty cool little documentary. I really enjoyed it. Well, before we'll go, but before we get into how you actually, as your age and generation, experienced one of the most key times for the Dodgers, I, I do want to acknowledge that uh, anyone out there check this out because it is also incredibly timely to uh, the climate. I never know how to address this. All I can say is the man and woman thing, but the Dodgers, uh, let's just say they weren't brought out by a man. 
And in the 50s, uh, we don't even need to get into what little say women had about things. So um, if anything, watch it for that, to have your mind blown and know that, you know, Vin Scully and Sandy Koufax and Kurt Gibson with the Hollywood home run. I want to explain that real quick, then we'll get into your generation, Mom. Everybody knows if you haven't Googled this, it's crazy to watch. This Dodger player, it's folklore. He couldn't even walk. Both his knees were out. It was first game of the World Series, and he hit this game-winning home run off Dennis Eckersley, who who does not give up home runs. They ended up winning the series. So uh, that brings me to the trailblazer part, which, Mom, you got to experience something that does not happen anymore, where for eight years it was the same first baseman, second baseman, shortstop, Third baseman, Steve Garvey, Bill Russell, uh, and Davey Lopes. And so I know we never understand things in the moment, but seeing that again in the documentary, I mean, what was that like? I mean, that's probably one of their most important things because it it just, it does not happen in baseball anymore. You never get the same infield, the same players. And they were just, they were just masters. They had just, they were just so in sync. I mean, what was that? What was that like to see? You know, on the documentary or, in, or to see them play? What, what well, either way, I mean, it's all, it's all similar. Well, I mean, what was Yeah. Yeah. It, it is similar. And I was, as you were speaking earlier, I was thinking about that. Um, you know, like what you said at the time, when I think at the time you don't realize that you're, part of history or the making of history, or I think for, for the player or even the fan, I mean, yes, they have the love for it. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of side stories and side lessons of how they all got to that actual position of playing together like that. But I think that when they're doing what they love and they were, you know, they were doing it, it came out like that. I, I had a, a really wonderful experience and at the time I didn't realize it because you know I'm a teenager and it's the and it's just the norm of being a teenager one of my uh classmates her mom just loved the Dodgers in fact she wouldn't even watch them on tv she'd only listen to them on the radio so that she could listen to Vince Scully you know because that was what it wasn't yeah, a Dodger game unless you could hear, unless you could hear his voice you know and so um I mean that's kind of how we how we grew up. I mean, it was just like Vince Scully, the Dodgers, you know, the, the infield with Steve Garvey on first base. I mean, that was just, it was a norm. We didn't know any different because, um, you know, I didn't, that was my first experience of baseball as a teenager. See, I didn't have a, a dad at the time that was taking me to games or have that kind of memories that a lot of kids from New York and the East coast have or in Boston and things like that. Well, so, so fast forward now, I mean, you know, you, you, you hear about baseball, you hear about these guys it's on the news, you're a teenager, you're doing the things that teenagers do. And then all of a sudden your friend says, Hey, they have this, they're going to have this day where you could go down on the actual baseball field and actually get your pictures taken with the players. You know, and you're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, why they not? talked you about know, that we in the documentary, right, right. Yeah, like, of of course, why not? You know, I mean, and this is this is before, you know, cell phones and, and you know, you didn't take your Polaroid. You had your old-fashioned old camera that you had to take the picture and then hopefully remember to get the film developed, you know. And luckily, my friend was, 
she worked at the time at one of those, we used to have these drive up uh, photo booths where you could drive your, you drop off your film and then pick it up. So it made it real easy to get your film developed. And she worked at one of those. So of course she loved, uh, she loved friend time and she loved making memories and she loved keeping a record of that. So fortunately, you know, now 47 years later, um, she's, you know, about 10 years ago, I guess she found all these pictures and sent them to me. And, you know, there we are with, you know, Ron Say and Bill Russell and Manny Moto and, you know, um, Mota, Manny Mota. And, um, you know, it's just so much fun because we don't realize at the time that how historical that was. First of all, that fans could even be on the field, that we lived in a time where you could, you know, be respectful and go up to someone and get their picture with them. Not, not, they didn't feel unsafe or mobbed or whatever. And, um, and they're just doing what they love doing. And, you know, they're at their prime and it's just so exciting. It was just so exciting to look back on all that. And then to see, even now I was very blessed about maybe six years ago. Um, I have a, a, a classmate of mine that he actually, um, you know, is really very involved with the uh, Dodger franchise and, and uh, a lot of those guys that I mentioned are, are, are friends of his, you know, and he had a, a promotion where, where you could actually go and see the guys again. And so we brought those pictures and showed them, you know, showed the pictures of us as teenagers and them as these players. And so it's really, really fun because like you said, you don't know at the time that you're making, that you're involved in a history making event. And it did bring families and community together. And it does have these, it's still going. It's, they're still committed to bringing that camaraderie together. And that's so important, I think. And that's, that's another value that baseball brings other than the actual game. You know, it is, it is that bringing the community together. So, uh, well, yeah, and Vince that was Scully, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows Vince Scully. If you don't, I don't know what planet you live on. I mean, if you're not a big, if you're, I mean, even non-baseball fans know him, but what's so exactly. interesting about the Dodgers announcer that did it for 60 years was even when they played the freeway series at Angel Stadium, Vince Scully goes to Angel Stadium and calls the game. Right, and, right. Uh, well, I don't know of any broadcaster so respected that he goes to the away game, even though they're 30 minutes down the freeway. And mom, do you, since we're, I meant to ask you in the stadium part, do you, do you, do you care to share anything about your day as a first baseman at the Elton John goodbye yellow brick road show? <laughs> well, before, <laughs> Sorry, before I, I get to, to that, <laughs> no, I know that's good. Before I don't get to that get part, to I it. wanted it was to, just a joke, but good. I know. Before what I wanted to mention about the Vince Scully is, uh, I thought about this too. So the my experience of being a teenager, you know, and now fast forward thirty some years, I've I've wasn't able to live in Southern California for a while. Um, unfortunately, I had to spend you know a couple decades in Hawaii, <laughs> and um, oh, and yeah. there you know you you Sorry know so that. when I came. Yeah, sorry about that. So my point is we came back to a game, right? We came back and and part of coming back is you we gotta go to we gotta go to a baseball game. We have to go to the Dodger Stadium. So we're at Dodger Stadium and it's pretty cool, you know, and and the excitement and to be in a stadium full of people that, you know, there's as many people that live on the island that you live on there, you know. So so you're just kind right. of overwhelming and, and it's and it's pretty cool, you know, and you're doing the you're doing the, the baseball thing and looking and you know, the Dodger dogs and all that stuff. 
and it's it's just not feeling like I'm just thinking, gosh, you know, I'm not getting that that feeling that I had when I was, you know, a young person going to the game. Right? It's like, hmm, I just this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Well, I had to use the ladies' room, and in the ladies' room, they're announcing the game, and there's Vince Scully's voice. And I'm like, okay, now I'm at Dodger Stadium, right? So it's like this full experience. Yes, this full experience. Like, because I couldn't pinpoint what it was that I was missing. Or it's not that it was missing, but it just didn't seem like that thing. And the minute I heard his voice and I heard him calling the game, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the ladies' room. And now, you know, I'm feeling whole, right? So, yeah, it's a pretty pretty, uh, neat a neat time and it's a neat memory lane to go down. And, um, you know, I just, I really appreciate that, that I was able to, to do that, you know, to go to Dodger stadium, to live by Dodger stadium, to have been on the field at Dodger stadium. Um, another time I was blessed, I got to be part of a group of people that, um, carried a, a an American flag on one of the holidays on the field, you know, and uh, it was just, it's just pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be on that field. And then of course, you know, the memory of the concerts on that field too. So I think the it was even a Michael Jackson concert. Elton John at Dodger stadium. At Dodger stadium. Uh, yeah. Elton's land. And Michael Jackson. I saw Michael Jackson. Road was there. I mean, it's, you know, you, you got to, he was dressed like a Dodger. Um, yeah, but that part what I wanted cool. to, what I wanted to say as we kind of move into some of the wrap up is that uh, this documentary uh, sparks this conversation. So it's not it's the reason why I wasn't going over the editing. It's well paced. It's entertaining. It's the framing's great on the interviews. The selection of interviews is wonderful, but it's intertwined with fans telling their stories uh right. the way that we are and talking about Vince Scully and of course you know Tommy Lasorda and um you know so you guys know the my opinion it's kind of obvious why they didn't trail the history up to the last couple of years um they did have Justin Turner who's one of their key guys and hits key home runs and you know they've won the division the last seven years, um, but I can understand why they didn't include the last couple of years. Um, and it's not a spoiler what what their last couple of years were. Uh, but what I what I really liked about it was that I I don't remember going there except to see Jackson. We saw the Jackson Five there. I don't really. I the first time I remember going there was with Grandpa and Uncle Dwayne. To me, that stadium kind of had a. You know, I got to go with my grandpa. I've gotten to go with with my mother, and then I've gotten to go with my little cousins. So that part of the family stuff is fun. If I ever go with my uncle Jay, it's the Freeway Series, it's Dodgers Angels, so it's much more of an R-rated. We need to sit somewhere else experience. But uh, just having that, I mean, you know, how how fun is it that you can either go and just hang out with your mom, or you can go and have your grandpa put a 20 in his hand and ask if this is where he parks (laughs) (laughs) or you can sit sit there or or he brings you to the section where it's under the words that say Dodgers and that's like, you feel so cool because you're like, under the Dodgers watching the game. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well be in a good year. It's perfect seats. 
You can see everything. Yeah, it's just it's, perfect. You yeah. know, and it's and for me too, it's also so fun to go with Uncle Jay because it, it is nice to spend five or six innings just completely being guys and just having all of that, having those things. And I don't, you know, I, I've been to 16 of the 30 stadiums and I, and I haven't necessarily got, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't got that at other stadiums because I've usually been by myself or with a friend or with someone who doesn't act like uncle Jay. And um, so, yeah, so I guess I kind of have some, even though, you know, I, I I'm not going to, get canned for not being a huge Dodger fan, but I just no, grew up by it. Angel the beauty Stadium, of it. So. I think that's, I think that's the beauty of it. I think that, that, that the Dodgers, what the Dodgers have done for baseball has been just such a variety of things. I mean, you figure they, they brought two different coasts together. They, you know, there's just so much that they've contributed. And, and as far as not just the actual sport and those kind of memories, but just, you know, the humanitarian things that they're just a good, strong part of baseball. And I think that this documentary definitely demonstrates that and kudos to the guys that still, uh, you know, want to present the information. It's kudos to the guys that are, that we have that are still around that love baseball, love to share their experiences. And, um, you know, I can't wait to talk to some more, other other fans and see but because it does spark those memories that I think are really fun. So I'm I'm grateful for what they've done and yeah no and that was a superb you. doc. If you if you're a baseball fan at all, watch this. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to find somebody. All due respect to the producer documentary. It's that if it just. You don't even have to be a Dodger fan, as best way to put it. Um, right. No, you know, and that's what I'm saying. It's about it's really about community and a, a dream, and just yes. what what you can do when you put your when you put your resources together, and then it, and then how they can continue that. You know. So yeah, I agree. Well, I appreciate this, Paul. I think it was great going. I'm glad you asked me to spend time watching this with you, and and I feel honored to be able to talk about it. I, I like I said, I I don't near know baseball history like you do, and but I do know that I enjoy it. I I have great memories from there. I have friends that still keep me in the loop with um, information. Like I said, my classmate. Um, who invited me to an event that I got to see these guys again. And it was just, it's just really fun. I think it's a, it's a good, a good baseball is a good thing to have in our world. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you, son. Thanks for talking pictures, podcasting. I think this is a good um, avenue to share and thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. That's going to do it for us, Mom. I'll let you go while I wrap, but thank you for joining me, and I definitely enjoyed the film and uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, thanks. Go Dodgers. Go Blue. Okay, I won't say that, but okay, love you. Love you, son. Bye. All right, bye. All right, well, that's going to do it for episode 353 of Talking Pictures. Man, 353. I remember when I was getting ready to do like the first five. You know the deal. Whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, make sure and watch a good movie. Aloha. Thank you for listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast. Real conversation and movie-induced inspiration. 